You're listening to the Big Blue Brothers podcast. If you'd like to interact with us, ask us questions, give comments, give us a text at 502-308-6343. 502-308-6343. Follow and subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook, searching Big Blue Brothers. Also, subscribe and give us a five-star review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hi, and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers Podcast. Just a few brothers talking about the Big Blue. I'm Andrew. I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Stephen, in Kentucky. Stephen, how you doing? Doing wonderful, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Football is back. Kentucky's undefeated, and everything's just great, you know? That's true. It's awesome to have that back. It's a wonderful time. Um, I wanted us to start today uh, with our podcast just talking about both of you and I had the experience of getting to go to a college football game. You had the better experience being at Kentucky. But I went to one uh, in in Utah, and I just wanted you to describe kind of the, uh, uh, I don't know, the atmosphere of going to uh, the Kentucky game against uh, ULM. Since it's been a while since, um, you know, stadiums have been back to, to full capacity and everybody being able to go to games and everything else. Uh, how was it being back at Kroger Field uh, watching the Cats play? Oh, it was great. I love being back with the fans. Um, I went to a game last year at Rupp, so it's a little different than uh, Kroger Field. But being back at the football stadium with the more than probably 75, 80% full stadium, just fun to have that atmosphere back and all the fans and see the players really enjoy it and get into it. Yeah. I had, it was uh, weird going to the, the, I went to a university of uh, Utah game and it was fun and it was interesting to see the things that were similar and the things that were different uh, between Lexington and being here in Salt Lake. Um, It was strange. I've told you cheering for a team that was in red, um, but I made sure not to wear red. So that was good. I just wore a Utah shirt that didn't have that. Then we had a really weird rain delay. It never rains here. It never storms here. And for like an hour and a half, there was lightning, and we were just stuck, squished up against people, and that was an odd experience. So Utah sucks. Got it. I mean, it's okay. I have a question for you, though, because it's interesting the different cheers that different teams do, um, you know, like, or even what the PA announcers and stuff say, how at Kentucky, every time that we get a first down, it's a first down Kentucky or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, they they had something that I couldn't def- – decide if it was weird or if it was awesome but whenever there's a sack by the university of utah uh the announcer comes on and says it's sack lake city is that is that weird or is that awesome <clears throat> that's beyond weird that's lame <laughs> i thought it was interesting the people seem to get into it though and i'm i'm gonna become a utah fan this is gonna be my second team okay kentucky first and then and then Aren't i'm gonna be a byu fan I can't be a BYU fan. I'm it just okay. it doesn't work. I'm sorry. Anyways, let's talk more though about Kentucky in this first game of the season against Louisiana Monroe. Uh ended up winning 45 to 10. Uh so big win there. What because you were texting me during the game. Um, I, I wasn't able to watch it live. I listened to part of it, but then I went back and watched it afterwards. And I forget exactly what you said uh, whenever we had that interception towards the beginning of the game, but it was something to the effect of like, here we go again. What were your thoughts on that first drive as 
we run the ball a couple of times. And then the first throw that Will Levis has as a cat goes off of a receiver's hand uh, and is intercepted. And then ULM comes down, kicks the field goal, but then we give them a penalty that makes them be able to go and get a touchdown after that. Did you think after that first couple of series that, you know, maybe this was not going to be quite the team that you thought it was going to be? No, I just kind of figured that for some reason we can't just start to finish, blow somebody out or come in and be able to focus early on. Um, it just seemed like they weren't really focused on the game. Uh, even, even after that Wando Robertson's first punt where he tried to like run up, fair catch it, muffed it. And just, they just didn't seem all the way in. I don't know if that was at ULM or I just feel like sometimes Stoops' teams don't really focus on those games. Um, but they turned it around and obviously played really well the rest of the game. But it wasn't that I ever thought we'd lose, that we wouldn't be great. But it was just kind of was like, yeah, that's Kentucky football. When we play a crappy team, we just kind of let them have a little bit of life early on. Mm -hmm. But really, after those first two possessions, we came out, punched them in the mouth, and then were ahead the rest of the time and uh, winning by a significant margin of uh, 35 there. Now, there are tons of things that we could talk about. I want to talk first, though, probably about the biggest – hope that we had for this year and how I think it was answered in a good way, at least as far as it could in a game against a team of the caliber of uh, Louisiana Monroe. Um, but the passing game, Stephen, was great. Even though we started with an interception, I don't think we can really, I mean, it, the pass was a little bit behind the receiver, but it also hit the receiver in the hands and it bounced off and mm -hmm. then it got picked off. So I know we can really blame Levis for that. Um, but he went uh, 18 for 26, 367 yards passing. Um, you had to love to see that we, we actually had passes that went forward and were caught yep. by receivers. It's a yep. pretty great thing. It's a great thing. Uh, and it was great to see not only just pass going forward, but even the deep passes, uh, that first touchdown pass to Wanda was, I mean, on the money, just beautiful. And from where my seat was, it was basically my line of slight fall of the ball all the way through the air. Um, it's great to see an actual offense, which is kind of what we've been talking about the last couple years of, man, if we could just have a quarterback to throw the football, how nice would it be? Well, and it was interesting, too, that it's not just, you know, us as Kentucky fans that get frustrated with it or notice how run-heavy we've been over the past few years, but watching it on the SEC network at halftime or even in the replays of the game afterwards, they had some uh, media personalities on there saying, I don't even recognize Kentucky's offense because they're actually passing the ball and moving mm -hmm. the ball around the field. It's not just play defense, run the clock out and hope that we can hold on to a win, but lots of passing. Like I said, Will Levis uh, was fantastic in the game, throwing for four touchdowns, having 367 yards. And the receivers, I mean, you've got Josh Ali, you've got Wondell Robinson, you've got Isaiah Epps. Uh, Ali and Robinson both over 100 yards receiving. Uh, Ali had one touchdown. Uh, Robinson had a couple of them uh, and spread it out with even uh, more receivers than just those primary ones there. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about what this looks like. Now, I guess tamping down our excitement a little bit, how much do you think this actually tells us about Will Levis and the receivers? And how much do you think it really is just because ULM is a not great team? Um, I think it tells you a lot more about the receivers. Uh, yeah, they're not a great team, but even just the fact that we have a quarterback that can actually put a ball on somebody when they get open 
Now it'll be interesting to see if they can get open going forward. Um, I think they will. I think they have the playmakers to do it. Um, but I just think it was nice to see a quarterback who could actually make a good throw and get it uh, to the receiver. But I do have a question about that. Who do you think is at fault for the last two years of us not being able to throw the ball? Because the first year of Terry Wilson, I felt like we still threw the ball downfield some. Not great, but we still did. Then Lynn Bowden's year where he's quarterback, obviously we can't do anything. But then last year we had Terry back, and we still didn't throw the football. But he's throwing the football well now at New Mexico State. Eddie Grand used to throw the football 60 70% of the time at Cincinnati. So is it just a – and obviously after one game, Mark Stoops is comfortable throwing the ball because even after an interception, which in the last three or four years, we never would have came back and throw the football. After an interception, he let it fly. So I lean – I tend to lean towards it was an Eddie Grand and Terry Wilson thing, but I just didn't know what you thought. Well, I do think you make a good point with the fact that in years past, after we have a, a interception on the first pass of the game, we would just be running it for the rest of the time. Um, oh, yes. I don't. Four screen I, passes. Yes, I don't really know because I think it's got to be some combination of them. I, I think. I mean, I didn't watch Terry's game, so maybe I should, and to see how well he's doing, and maybe it's just different levels of competition, and the accuracy doesn't have to be there because it's not SEC defenses. But again, I mean, we didn't do it that much even against crappy teams. But I, I think it's just got to be some combination of all of them. I, you know, you see clips of Stoops uh, from years past where it was funny at the time and it was probably the right decision. But like when we had Benny Snell and he kept saying over and over and you'd have these clips of him just saying, give it to Benny, give it to Benny, give it to Benny. Well, that worked. For yeah, us. but I wonder if some of that wasn't like somebody recording that and using it as a like he didn't say it that many times. They just recorded and kept putting it on there just to see. I guess that's possible. I I do think it's a combination of a few things. I think our receivers and our quarterback play has been very weak the past couple of years or past, you know, few years. So it was almost like you're going to play to your strengths. And we did it a bit to an extreme because even whenever we tried to throw the ball, it seemed like you've got to get three things that go together. We weren't always happy with Eddie Grand's, you know, play calls. I think he was a fine offensive coordinator. We won a lot of games, but there were times where it was confusing why he called the plays. So you have to have the call played or the play called. Then you have to have, uh, you know, Terry actually hit the receiver where he's supposed to be. And then you have to have the receiver actually catch the ball. And it seemed like we could get one, maybe two of those things to happen, but never all three at the same time. So I think it really is a combination of the three um, and kind of on the coaches end of it, I don't know how much I blame them just because I don't know. It, it sounds good to say, let's put it downfield, but then every time that you try to, it's way overthrown or somebody drops a pass, then it's like, okay, what are we doing on the flip side? You could say from the player's point of view, well, the more you throw it, the more you're going to get into the rhythms that you need to like a, you know, a shooter coming off of the bench in basketball cold. Uh, it's going to be difficult if they just come in at small spots to be able to hit the shots that they need to because they're not in the rhythm that they need to be with the flow of the game. So I think it's it's kind of all across the board, and that's in the past, and hopefully we just continue to throw in having this success because it was a blast so. to watch. It was just more fun to watch football. Well, and like it was – yeah, and it was great to see that we still didn't give up. It's not like we sat there and threw the ball around the whole game. We still ran the ball and ran the ball effectively. Again, it's Louisiana Monroe, but – we definitely became a much more balanced offense yardage-wise. Uh, so that was that was also nice to see. 
Absolutely. Rodriguez uh, had, you know, 125 yards on 19 carries, a touchdown average of 6.6 yards a game uh, during this uh, game. And I believe last year his average for the season was 6.6 yards, uh, you know, a carry. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that there really is a lot to that, that you're saying that it's not let's change into like an air raid offense or let's change into where we're just going to fling it around, but it's having both. And it opens up the run game even more because you've got, there was a series where we gave the ball to Rodriguez like three times in a row down in the red zone, a couple of runs, then a pass. And then we ran the play action, tried to give it to him, passed it to a tight end for a touchdown. And like that just, it opens up when you're good at running, it opens up the passing lanes more when you can pass, it's going to open up the running lanes more. And it's just a win-win whenever it comes to those things. And, and we have really a quarterback excited. that can actually <clears throat> still run a little bit. So it's not like he's a Tom Brady stationary guy. He still has some wheels a little bit. Uh, but I will say, I don't know if you were planning on getting this late or not, but uh, watching the game in person, there is a distinct difference between Bo Allen and Will Lewis. Now, I saw that you had, you had texted that to me, and I wondered if that was just physically because Levis is a much bigger person or that too. if it was just the first – I think uh, Allen had two series at the end of the game. The first one, yeah. he looked very shaky. The second one, he hit some passes and stuff. So my question, I guess, to you then, especially since you saw it in person, you know, knock on wood, this does not happen. But if we had to go to Bo Allen for real minutes in a game um, – this season, you know, in the next couple of weeks, what do you think that would do to our offensive production? Obviously, Will Levis played great. Um, you know, Bo Allen got a couple of plays in there. But what, what do you think the difference is between Will Levis and Bo Allen? How does that change what our offense would be able to do? So I think the offense would be a little bit more condensed as far as the passing game would be a lot more running in it. It looked to me the one, I think Bo Allen's first possession threw two passes that were outside the hash marks on the far side of the field and the ball just seemed like it took a while to get there. There was no zip on it. And every time Will Levis threw the ball, man, it was, it wasn't just that it was, it was uh, accurate. It was accurate and fast. And that, I think that's a, that just a difference. It's probably saves, it beats their corners or the linebackers by a step or so, or maybe even a half a step, but there was no, there was no oomph on Bull Allen's passes. So I think you would see the offense instead of being able to use a, utilize the whole field, cut down to like the middle of the field, and then even so, maybe not going deep. There wouldn't be as much deep balls because he just didn't seem to have that that hard zip on the ball to me as much. Uh, Will Levis is even after that interception, I was impressed with how he just seemed very confident that mm -hmm. when he stepped on it, he knew he, I'm throwing the ball here and it's going here, and it was. Yeah. You felt, I feel like even with Bo, even though he's been in the program for two years, he still seemed a little bit behind. I guess I would equate to like a – you get a – now, I'm not saying he's going to be a John Wall, though, but you get a freshman like a John Wall, a Brandon Knight, who come in and just – they know, hey, I'm good. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm good. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then you get another freshman who comes in, um, you know, I'm not sure, off the top of my head, a normal freshman that you get, like a, a Hagan's or – quickly who kind of struggle and know they're good but there's still that hesitation moment and they never get all the way in until a little bit later yeah i think that's a that's a good point i think alan's going to give us good years in the future uh right now it's really exciting to have levis i've even heard uh you know 
Tom Leach and then uh, some of the guys like on KSR, and I think they even had on the SEC network, all had the same comment um, about Levis to where some the receivers had had comments to where sometimes the ball comes so quick that it's more difficult for them to even catch it. Like Mm -hmm. that's how much Mm -hmm. of a difference it is that like the ball is just there and you've got to be ready for it because he gets it where it needs to go. I think this was Tom Leach as well, because I listened to part of the game on the radio that was or him or uh, Jeff Bacora, one of the two, um, but they were talking about how um, with Levis. Well, so with Bo Allen, he has to be more of an anticipatory quarterback. He has that has to be a huge part of his game because he doesn't have as much zip on the ball. So it's right. even more important for him to see the field, anticipate things that are coming than for a person like Levis, because the, 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 the time difference between recognizing something and being able to get the ball there is so much different. Levis can do that very quickly, and it takes a little bit longer for Allen. That that's even a difference there. Not that they both can't be great quarterbacks, but just the no, right, 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 yeah. is a little bit different, and they'll have to work on it in those ways. But regardless, I think we're in very good hands. Um, I, I I don't know how you could have had a better showing from the offense um, in that game. Defense played great. Again, this is versus a team that's not very good, but I believe we held them to under 100 yards. They only scored 10 points, so that's good to see. Now, I do want to ask you, again, very positive game, but if we were going to nitpick, I kind of have three different areas uh, that were – could be troublesome and do you think that this was more of a first game jitters type thing for each of these or do you think that this is something that might be a problem down the road um so penalties we had quite a few frustrating ones uh that you know Mm -hmm. gave up more points to the other team and then also kind of shot ourselves in the foot on some drives um do you think that that is something that's kind of just first game jitters or do you think that that might be a problem that lingers well i'm hoping it's just a first game jitters um We'll see. They were just – because they were just knucklehead mistakes kind of a thing. It wasn't like uh, – I think we only had one holding call that I can remember. Um, it just seemed like we made a lot of boneheaded mistakes, like the, we're off the bat with the field goal and running into them. And just, so hopefully that's just the first game, getting the use of the flow of everything going from there. Yeah. Uh, now, turnovers with the second thing. We had three turnovers. It was at one interception. We had a couple of fumbles that were lost. We had four fumbles total, and two of them were lost on that muff punt, the one where it was snapped early uh, whenever Levis wasn't even looking at it, and then I think Smoke fell on top of it, and then I think Smoke had a fumble, and then uh, Bo Allen did. That didn't really matter because I think it was on a fourth down or something, and we turned the ball mm-hmm. over anyway. Um, does, does that worry you moving forward? No, because I don't – I felt like there was a difference in the talent level with Smoke and Rodriguez, and I think we're going to lean on Rodriguez more than Smoke. So I think – I knock on wood, but I don't know how much Rodriguez is going to fumble the football as much. So I'm pretty confident turnovers are going to stay down. I would have liked to see the defense get a couple turnovers. Yeah. But, it, you know, that'll come in time, I guess. Yeah. Last one, and this is the one that to me was the most concerning because of the level of talent that we were playing. Uh, we did give up four sacks in the game um, against ULM. Uh, our big blue line is fantastic when it comes to run blocking. It is a different skill whenever it comes to protecting the passer. Many of them, if they've been around here for a while, that's not really what we've been doing very often. Um, d- d- does this, because this is the only one that I'm really going to be, obviously any of these they showed up next week would not be great, but the protecting the the quarterback part of it, um, not only, you know, 
because that gives you negative yards, but especially whenever you get into SEC play and you've got bigger and faster players, we don't want, you know, a quarterback or anybody, but especially a quarterback getting hurt. Uh, do you think that this is a weakness of the offensive line? Do you think, again, it's just getting used to how to do these things? What are your thoughts on that? So I, I don't think it's a problem um, because I think two of the sacks came at the end of the game uh, with Bo Allen. And then one of them that they were calling a sack was one of the plays where uh, it was a rollout for Will Levis. He went to his left and he tried to stop really quick and let the defender go by him and his foot slipped out from underneath him. Yeah. Uh, so, so to me, they only had one true sack during the middle of the game. And I don't see that as a problem. I think our offensive line is going to be solid enough that we're not going to worry about it. Um, and I think this offense, this offense to me takes us from where we can now uh, go into a game with the likes of, well, for Florida's and LSU's and think, you know what, we've got just good offense to you, if not better. And our defense is certainly just as good. So we should be even par with you. And we can look at our Georgia and say, you know what, where before we might have beat you, <clears throat> everything would have had to line up right. Now we probably got a Instead of having a 5% chance, you know, we might have a 25, 30% chance of hanging with you. Georgia looked tough against Clemson. That defense didn't really give up a whole lot. They gave up three points, but yeah. their offense didn't do anything either. Their offense only scored three points. So, you know, teams yeah. like that, I think we have a better chance of being with. Well, and I just feel from watching the game from that standpoint, when you're watching a, a, a game against a team in years past that we've played, that is a good team. Every time they score, it really hurts because in the back of your head, you're thinking how many more times do we have to score in this game? Cause there aren't yep. very many times we're going to. So we're going to have yep. to make sure the defense just really, really, really holds it tight. Well, now you could be, yeah, you could beat a team where you have to score 35 points. Like hopefully right. our defense is able to slow down most of the teams more than that, but we can score 30. We can, you know, score that amount think of points. I think a big thing to look at the difference in this team, and I know everybody's say, well, it's just Louisiana Monroe, they're terrible. It is. They are. But how about all the former players for uh, Kentucky that were tweeting out, all the defensive players? Where was this offense when I was there? Yep. Uh, you know, saying, man, this offense looks great and things like that. Absolutely. Uh, and I am excited for it, and I hope that it continues next week with Missouri. Before I move on to Missouri, any other comments or thoughts that you had on the, the first week of games? Um, this is like an overall the all football games? Sure. Uh, I mean, like I said, I think uh, Georgia looked pretty good. I think LSU is kind of overrated. or uh, Well, LSU is overrated, but Clemson is overrated. Mm -hmm. um, I think Alabama is Alabama still. Uh, being they just see, kind of seemed like killed all the, Miami. <laughs> yeah, but it seemed like all the good teams struggled. I mean, Oklahoma was up 35-7, 35-10 at halftime. I ended up winning, like, following by three, and mm -hmm. it was because a team they were playing kind of struggled at the end. So it doesn't seem like there's a clear-cut team except for Alabama. Um, Ohio State looked pretty good, but it was just good. Well, I, I watched that Ohio State-Minnesota game, and that game was – awesome just to sit and watch fans be back that was kind of like a cool thing and then the virginia tech game was just north carolina was just awesome to have fans back watch the games and just enjoy the atmosphere absolutely i agree 100 it, it's just fun that it's football time and it's gotten a little bit cooler here in utah to where i've been able to actually wear a hoodie and not just wear a hoodie because i wanted to wear a hoodie and that's always my favorite yeah. time of year 
we're not there yet. It's supposed to be 55 tonight at like two in the morning. <laughs> Tomorrow's supposed to be 83. So, so we're not can, there yet. You can walk outside at two o'clock in the morning and wear your hoodie and then feel I like know. it's football. Going back it's to Weight Watch. <laughs> um, well, we've got uh, Missouri coming up next week. Uh, this should be a fun game. This is what the home game that you're not going to because you've got to work. Yep. That's yep. unfortunate. Um, pretty big game, though. If we win this one, um, I mean, Chattanooga is the week after, uh, and then South Carolina, which is supposed to be down this year. If we can win this next game, pretty good shot at going 4-0 and into that Florida game that you and I will get to go to together, and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but this game, uh, Missouri, it's at home, coming up uh, September 11th on Saturday at 7.30 Eastern time. Um, should be a great game. Now, just some fast facts about Missouri, in case those of you don't know about Missouri. It's in Columbia, which is exciting. A couple of things I thought was interesting. Do you know the name of their mascot, Stephen? Missouri? Yes. No. It's Truman the Tiger, named after former president and Missouri resident uh, Harry Truman. So that's super exciting. Also, did you know that the original homecoming, first homecoming ever when it comes to football, was at Missouri in 1911? That's what, uh, you know, Jeopardy says in Trivial Pursuit and whatever else. These are exciting facts. I can tell you. Is that where you get your facts from Jeopardy? No, it was from Saturday Down South, actually. Thank you, guys. It's very uh, helpful for you. Um, But these are the exciting facts that we have. And now let's move on to actual uh, important things. So they're 1-0 coming into this game. They beat Central Michigan last week. Um, They were 5-5 last year. The series between Kentucky and uh, Missouri, we lead it 7-4. But last year, uh, we got beat 20 to 10 so hopefully the guys that were on the team last year didn't like that and want to turn that around for uh next year um so they they beat central michigan struggled with them for most of the game uh, but beat them 34 to 24 and most of the uh stuff that i read from kind of like missouri media members and stuff of their main takeaways from the game first was that their defense struggled mightily they gave up 475 yards 174 of that were rushing 301 were passing and then the second part of it was Tyler, I guess, Batty is how you would pronounce his name. Do you know? Possibly. I'm going to say Batty. Know. That sounds great. Um, fantastic running back uh, that's been in the shadow of the guy that they had in previous years, but uh, had 25 carries for 201 yards, a touchdown, 8.1 yards per carry. Um, so their running game is on point. Defense struggles a little bit. What Kentucky goes into the game, a five-point favorite. ESPN uh, gave us a 69% chance to win. What do you expect in this game against Missouri if you had a chance to, I don't know, think of what the game was like last year or even catch a little bit of what their game was like against Central Michigan? What are your expectations for the game? Uh, What do you expect from Missouri? And uh, what do you want to see from the Cats uh, in this game in week two? I want to see a win, obviously. But I just want to – to me, I think we're – I think Vegas came out and said we're – Three and a half point home favorite, mm-hmm. which usually the home team gets three points. So they basically say we're even as mm-hmm. far as teams go. So I'm interested to see that because I would disagree a little bit, but Vegas knows more about football than I do. Um, I I was trying to think back to the game last year. I know we got beat and it was ugly, but I don't remember the game last year for some reason. Maybe because it was at Missouri. Missouri is so boring that I just kind of forget about it. It's true. But I'm just excited to see how this offense can stay with it with a little bit better of a defense, um, a little bit more SEC caliber because I think the real – obviously the real meat of the schedule starts when you come to town and we play Florida. So Yeah. 
So wanting to see the offense uh, continue to succeed against an actual defense. Um, any Anything else that you think? So we want, obviously, Kentucky to win. Um, but any other things that you think that they need to prove or you would like to see a second time for them to show you that it was actually true from the first game? Um, I would just like to see them, I guess, throw the ball deep. I would like to see, as much as I love our defense, and I feel like our defense has been great the last couple of years, I think it's a little bit of a smoke screen due to the fact that we've run the ball so much. Uh, so our time possession has been way up the defense stay off the field. So I'm interested to see a defense that might have to stay on the field a little bit longer or be on the field more because we make bigger plays and we get more points or have to end drive sooner. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see us get off the field on third down. I feel like even in the years that we've been great, that can be somewhat of a frustration um, on defense. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, I just want to see that our uh, passing attack can do just as good against an SEC defense as it did against uh, ULM. Um, prediction for the game. What, what, what do you think? Who wins? What's the final score? Um, I think Kentucky wins. I think we're going to kind of pull away at the end. So I'm going to say, I think this team's going to score points. So I'm going to say early in the week, 31, 31-21. Gotcha. I'm going Cats win. Uh, let's see, twenty four seventeen is what I think the final score Close. will be. Yeah. So we we shall see. We'll we'll see if that's going to end up happening. Um, I've got one final thing before we wrap up for this week, and this is David's contribution to the podcast for this week. He has a random question. No, I, I don't know if this will be a normal segment where we just have random questions from from David, uh, but it will be this week. So. Uh, David sent me an article that said uh, that Kentucky and Utah are two states that Apple is going to start offering an official uh, like state license that you use to drive uh, that can be held in the Apple wallet. What do you think about this? This was David's question. Uh, I have not heard that. And that's random, but I guess it is what it is. I, don't, I think it's going to lead to a lot of fakes, but I guess it's already fake license now so go for it i guess see i'm just worried that i it wouldn't affect me anyway because uh, i tried to get my tickets to that university of utah game on apple wallet and i tried mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes and it would never go in there so i don't know if i'm just an <laughs> idiot or <laughs> if there was an it. issue but uh, probably it. but you know there's there's no problems here it's all good no i uh so side note since we're going off the wall here went to ks bar after the game yeah and uh they had a OVW wrestling match right in the street, basically. Um, so I sat down and watched wrestling for about an hour and a half, two hours after eating at KS Bar. Uh, it was different. It was in, I got front row seats too. Nice. Imagine that there was a front row seat available. Um, <laughs> so it was it was interesting. I'd never done that before, but it was fun. Uh, and then as I was leaving, because I had to come home, I, I would have stayed the whole night, but I had to come home for a football draft. Uh, I turned around and. As I'm walking out, Yusuf Corker and Josh Pascal were walking in to do their NIL deal. And I thought, huh, those two walking up seeing this <laughs> this ring for wrestling has got to be a sight for them. Yes. But I walked over, said good game, gave a fist bump, went to my truck, and went home. Nice. Did you enjoy the wrestling? Yeah, oddly, yeah. It was weird. <laughs> I Definitely that's something the- you got to see in person. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, we talked about this earlier that there are some things that I think it's different 
when you you just kind of have to suspend it's almost like watching a movie i guess but you suspend the uh disbelief oh, yeah. for a little bit because oh, yeah. it looks very corny and it looks very weird uh but you can still have fun hey uh the well you know if you ever listen to them talk about them on ksr the one feather luscious lawrence uh-huh he's an interesting fellow that was the video i took and sent it to you guys uh-huh um he has leopard spotted spandex pants and on the back of it, he has lips where his butt is, and it takes up his entire butt. And it says Luscious Lawrence in it. And his big thing, apparently, is he gets an opponent into the corner where they're sitting down, and they're just kind of dazed. And he smacks his butt a lot during the match, by the way. But he then takes his butt and rubs it on the face of people in, the, in a, like, kissing my butt thing. And it was, it was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. That is so weird. <laughs> it is weird. But... <laughs> Well, I guess that was the very first match I watched, and I was like, "Oh boy, I'm in for a treat now." Oh my gosh! Well, I'll have to and take those. I'll have to take those pictures and videos that you sent to me and throw it up on uh, the Big Blue Brothers Instagram page, so everyone yeah. can well, see. Make these. sure you hashtag OBW Wrestling because they wanted true. the product. Yes, there you go. Um, but that's great. Did you happen to see as you were leaving? Were there any? Um, I mean, you were you were leaving as those players were showing up. Um, were there any lines yet? for people waiting to do autographs or you were no but the, the restaurant was early. packed okay the restaurant was packed it, I, when i went to go in the ex told me it's gonna be an hour and a half wait and i was like well shoot so i'm, I'm gonna look at the bar because it's open seating and i found a couple was leaving as i walked up so i actually got their seat in the corner um but i heard it was pretty packed last night for their thing but there's yeah. it was a packed area and like like i said the parking lot they had a bunch of chairs set up outside it was packed so they had plenty of people well, three or four weeks. I forget which one it is, but three or four weeks. I'm coming. We need to go to KS Bar uh, and watch Let's Kentucky go. beat Florida to put us at 5-0. and But to do that, we have to beat uh, Missouri, and let's hope that it happens this week. Um, and that's it. I think we're pretty much done here. Steven, thank you for joining. I had a blast. Hope you did, too. Yeah, same. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Big Blue Brothers podcast. Join us every week. We'll have a new episode on Sundays, uh, breaking down uh, the upcoming week's game and also rehashing uh, whatever had happened in last week's game. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, we'll see you.